you have to grow. Well, let me introduce myself real quick. You know what I'm saying? What's good, bro? My name is Kendall, man. Nice to meet you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Good to meet you, bro. I'm on the pod, man. Oh, no problem, man. Where you from? Uh, I'm from Flint. We we, we from okay. the same place. We Y'all came up together. together. Sir, I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. This nigga for a long time, man. Long ass time. School. Huh? Where'd you go to school? Uh, I went to uh, Central Michigan. Okay. All right. Yep. Central Michigan. That was where Gay was supposed to go, but you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> long story. He ain't, he he ain't tell you that part. So <laughs> we played them niggas probably like. Uh, twice in college, I would say, which I think is kind of random. For real? Yeah, I don't know. We played That's them. A random um, game. Y'all play Antonio Brown? Uh, not when I was there. I think he's a little younger. Uh, wait, wait, what school you went to? I went to Kentucky. Oh yeah, y- yeah, y'all did play us twice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one was uh, I think both times was at Kentucky, right? Or, yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. It was yeah, close games I mean. too. I remember we was we were struggling. Man, but we was just a, we was just a tune up game though. That's all that was. I mean, yeah, but still, like we, you know, we was expecting to to blow them niggas out, but it wasn't it wasn't really like that. Real like that at all? No. Nah, I mean, we really. we we have our years. I mean, we put some people in the league, you know. Um, you know what I'm saying? Besides Antonio Brown, which everybody know about. So I, I mean, remember who the quarterback was. Lefleur, Lefleur, Lefleur. Yeah, that was the glory days. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. got loose on us. That's who it was. Yeah, then was the glory days for sure. Lefevre, uh, um, Jaleel played for the Chargers. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, Jaleel played for the Chargers. My um, Kayvon played for the uh, Cowboys. Uh, I got other so. people in the league now. I think about it. As far as yeah, like, that one dude. Um, that that rookie had went off for the Buccaneers actually. Who does he play? Corner. Uh, Sean Sean Bunny. Okay. Yeah. He had one off for the uh for the Bucks this year. You got to play man in that system. Yeah, they um him. I think it's two rookies. Huh? I think it's two rookies that had went off. I think two rookies that went off. I mean, you gonna have a lot of opportunities, like, cause they gonna leave your ass one on one over there. So, a <laughs> win. But they had good pass rushes, so that's kind of how it works. Yeah, it's you know together you should you should be able to jump the early shit. But if it goes for a while. Hey man, I mean, you can either make a lot of money or lose the money, a lot of money on on that island. So yeah, I, I mean, I think it's interesting to see um, like players' perspectives on things. You know, like how they approach their career. Mm-hmm. I know some, um, and I guess it's the same for coaches. Um, but I know some guys that are like, I'm about to make a huge play or fuck the defense. You know what I'm saying? Or uh, you know, guys that kind of focus on consistency. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I feel like everybody got their individual motives out there, you know what I'm saying, like within the team. I kind of think if you're going to get paid, you're going to have to go for it. You got to shoot your shot. Yeah. (laughs) Otherwise, you you know, or, you you know, you look at like the Rams, a guy like Cooper Cup, he's kind of a – because of that offense, he gets a lot of, you know, beautifully designed plays that leave him wide open for the – you know, catch mm-hmm. and a right. lot of receivers would love that type of system, but most receivers ain't chosen like that. We ain't gonna just throw you those. You ain't gonna get that twenty yard completion right there easy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of reserved for the one. So the the other dogs gotta just, you know, they gotta pick up they they food where they can get it. That's a fact. Yeah, man. I mean, I be seeing like you know at the end of the season you'll see some you'll see shit like you know um, 
they like one sack away from hitting this bonus or some shit like that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I'm pretty sure like all y'all be knowing exactly what y'all be needing to to get like and where y'all at. You know what I'm saying? By so oh. every game count. We you know seen that with uh with MG shoot they they adjusted oh, his yeah. stat at the end of the year he had I think he had like nine I think he had nine sacks and then they end up giving him his sack at the end of the year and he ended up hitting his bonus I mean that's a million dollar difference. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Modern Growth. You know what I'm saying here are my co-host Gabe he got a special guest that you know he he born to bring on to the pod you know uh a lot of things that we want to talk about give you all a variety of uh, topics that we just gonna chop it up with them so. You know, G, I'll let you do the honors so introducing your guests into the pod, and we'll get straight to it. Yo, yo, welcome to another episode of Modern Growth. Uh, it's your boy Gabe. Got my man here, uh, Corey Peters, a.k.a. CP, from the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I had the privilege of playing with CP for four years in Arizona. Uh, I'll let him uh, kind of introduce himself a little bit. Uh, what's up, y'all, man? CP, um, uh, my 10th year in the league. Um, first five with Atlanta, and uh, I've been in Arizona since. I love it out here. Um, I'm, I'm excited to talk to y'all, man, and just kind of see where the convo goes. Um, open book, so anything you want to know, just ask. Oh, we put a dive straight into it, man. First of all, congrats on the healthy season, man. Ten years, you know what I mean? Like, that's a uh, – so how you feel about being in the league for ten years, you know what I'm saying? And obviously it's a lot that goes into that mentally – physically and so forth. And a lot of people don't have the opportunity to put in, you know, you know, 10 years in the NFL. Um, so, I mean, do you take any time to reflect and look back, you know what I mean, and just appreciate the years? You know, do you take it one year at a time or how do you view it? I definitely take it one year at a time. But, um, you know, right after the season, um, me and Jenna um, went off to the Bahamas and we just kind of chilled and had some time to talk and, um, and, and reflect. And, you know, it's really just been a blessing. You know, I'm not one of those guys that's naive enough to think that, you know, this is all me. And, you know, it's been a lot of uh, luck and <laughs> blessings. And, sure. um, you know, I've had several uh, injuries, torn both my Achilles and, you know, kind of been at the rock bottom with the understanding that, you know, if, if my body doesn't react to this recovery the way it needs to, you know, that could be it for me. So um, I know that um, I'm just extremely blessed to to have been able to endure and to kind of stay the course and um, just try to keep getting better, man. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing how much the league has changed in 10 years and uh, how much I've had to grow and kind of change my game and try to figure out um, different ways to make plays and different ways to be effective. Um, mm -hmm. I, I really enjoy the challenge of that. And, um, you know, hopefully play – a few more years and and um, try to get a championship, man. That's really what I'm chasing. Yeah, so with that being said, like, we talk about 10 years in the league, like, and you kind of touched on it, but, like, what are your goals for the rest of your career? I know you mentioned, like, a championship. You know what I'm saying? You got any, like, statistical goals or, like, you know what I mean? As you, you know, enter the back half of your career, like, what would you say, like, the things that you want more than anything, you know what I'm saying, as you appreciate, you know what I'm saying, your last stretch. And we, obviously, we hope as long as that, you know what I'm saying, God intends for it to be. But, you know, what do you have on your agenda, um, you know, as as you endured, like, the last few years of your career? Well, for me, you know, it's it's no real statistical goals, you know. Uh, I just want to make the playoffs and, and have a chance to, to go win a championship. I think um, 
honestly, you know, the position I play, um, I can't be selfish to, you know, chase this or chase that. I, I really am right in the middle of the defense. And um, I think it's important that, you know, I'm consistent in there. So um, for me, I can't, I can't chase a statistic. Obviously, you know, you want to be recognized and want to have opportunity to make Pro Bowls and be all pro. And um, those are goals of mine. But, um, you know, first and foremost is just trying to win and be um, the player they need me to be here in Arizona. Um, yeah, other yeah. than that, man, I'm just looking to grow, you know, off the field as well, um, you know, and trying to become a uh, – have a stronger business sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and taking some chances and using my money to um, invest in my own projects and, and do things like that. Yeah, so Gabe, you know what I mean? Like, I know Gabe, um, so we talk about what you want to do after football and whatnot. And obviously, Gabe, you could touch on this, uh, you know what I'm saying? So you talk about retirement. And, you know, Gabe is obviously engaging in some things right now that he wants to do, you know, so um, – G, like, what do you, you think about the brief years that you played in, you know what I'm saying, and how that how, – when your mind started to transition as far as, like, the things that you wanted to do and whatnot? Um, I feel like, personally, I always um, – I've always been kind of interested in business. Um, I majored in marketing and supply chain in, in college, so, like, I've always had an interest in business. Um, I never necessarily knew exactly what I wanted to do, but um, Drew – um, who's my business partner, Jude and I, we talked um, as as time went on uh, towards the end of college and as we got in the league, just about um, kind of trying to figure out what we wanted to do business-wise together. And then we started um, with the trucking company. And then that kind of, you know what I'm saying, transcended us into, you know I'm saying, new opportunities um, with, with Pro Recovery Zone and and this, this new startup and all the other things that we want to do. Because, I mean, I... That's not it. That's not like all we want to do. But I think that I just kind of jumping off the porch and, and, and starting with that that first truck kind of helped us, um, you know, figure out that we want to do more. And then it don't do nothing but help us create more ideas and more ideas and, and just give us opportunity to take more risks. And I think that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, but I feel like before we go go into that, um, kind of uh, take a step back and talk about um, CP's 10 years and, um, you know, I mean, him fighting, battling through two Achilles injuries. Um, you know, I, I I ended up tearing my Achilles uh, at the end of my career. Um, and then that kind of, that kind of, you know, saying ended up pushing me towards where I am now uh, being full-time business. Um, CP with all the, you know, saying with all the people, uh, having all these early retirements and deciding to like shut it down early. What do you, do you see that as um, something that you kind of take into consideration um, seeing these other guys, um, you know, retire early or do you ever think about like shutting it down early or anything like that? I mean, I know. I think the only thing that's really scary for me is the head injury. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I try to, I try to avoid I try to avoid that. I'm not. I'm not about to, you know, just go in there with my head first and just reckless abandonment. You know, obviously, it it is a little bit a part of the game. You know, but if you play the right way with good technique and all those things, 
you you can limit those risks. Yeah. Um, and the, the position I play is not really one where both players are running full speed with these um, high speed collisions. And, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't feel like I take a lot of those shots during the course of a game, mm -hmm. you know, now, of course my body is, you know, messed up and it probably will be forever. And my fingers look funny and, you know, know all, that, the, <laughs> all those things, but you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I look at it all as a sacrifice that I'm doing, uh, you know, to kind of try to set my family up um, from this generation on. So no matter what happens coming after me, um, you know, my kids will be in a position to um, work for themselves and, and do what they actually want to do as opposed to being stuck in this system where um, I have to go to a job that I hate in order mm -hmm. to pay bills. Yeah, before we uh, dive into that, I just got a question. So, I mean, obviously, you know, you in, interior alignment, you you don't like experience a lot of those collisions or whatnot. Uh, but like, do you see that a lot? Like, I mean, is there anything in the locker room that you like view as far as like people having retired early or a lot of concussions and stuff like that? Like, what is your perspective? And since you don't play that position, like, but you're still in the locker room, obviously, you're still on the field. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how? How real is that that people may not really understand, like, you know what I'm saying, the risk out there and, uh, and actually the high-speed collisions that are, uh, you know, can be very traumatic? Well, I think that, you know, previously people didn't really think that much about it, but I think now it's been so mainstream that, you know, it kind of forces you to have that that conversation. Um, you know, and a lot of my family has asked me about that and stuff like that, so I would imagine that um, other, other people's family um, – have tried to have those conversations with them as well. Um, but for each and every person, you know, I think it's a personal decision. Um, I certainly understand it um, and I respect it. Um, and I don't think, you know, I don't have any negative thoughts towards it. I think that, um, you know, people have to decide what's best for themselves. Um, mm -hmm. and, and obviously it's a, it's a dangerous sport um, and it's gonna have lasting consequences one way or another. Um, but you have to make the decisions and parents have to make the decisions for their children on whether they're going to allow them to play or not. And um, I think it's fair either way. Um, I think it is a tough decision. So are, are you letting your uh, kids play? I mean, I think that, you know, yes, I would if they wanted to play. Uh, I wouldn't, you know, try to encourage it or, but if they wanted to play and they came to me with that, I would, I would love for them to play. Um, but I would also be out there in practice um, making sure they're being coached properly because um, mm. I've seen lots of terrible youth coaches um, <laughs> that, you know, is just – I don't know what I – don't, I don't even know what you would call it. Um, hey, man, you already know everybody's dad is a youth coach. Right. Everybody's daddy out there is a youth coach. <laughs> and, and, and I understand it, but, you know, we got to get some training. You got to know how to deal with children. <laughs> Um, you that's know, bad. and that's just what it is. Otherwise, you know, I, I just can't be a part of it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's a real that, thing. And, and, and kind of um, since you touched on the youth, um, I know your involvement in the community um, is huge and it's something that's uh, that's really important to you. Um, just kind of give us a little bit of background on your, on your community involvement and what makes it so important to you. Um, well, you know, um, I do have a, a foundation. It's called Peter's Educational Enrichment Project. And, um, basically, what we do is just uh, try to get out in the community, 
um, and kind of see where, where people need help, um, especially as, as it relates to um, young children um, and kind of fill in those gaps. And we've built playgrounds and um, done book clubs. And, you know, mostly uh, I volunteer over at South Point Elementary School and South Point High School. Um, we just read to the kids, kind of play with them, just kind of um, get in there and see what they need, do some Thanksgiving programs, um, different things like that. Um, very grassroots. Um, um, but for us, you know, it's just about trying to affect real change where we can, mm -hmm. you know, and really make an impact on, on the lives that we can. So, um, you know, that's one of the things we've been doing, uh, we've, we've done. Um, but for me, it's just about uh, my responsibility to, to the community. You know, um, so many people, when I was growing up one way or another, looked out for me, whether that's bringing me in and feeding me, you know, keeping me out of trouble, you know, coaches, you know, teaching me football. Um, you know, I've had all kinds of people in my life that have really taking the time and, and poured love and support into me um, that didn't get anything out of it. Um, so um, I think that's my responsibility um, with, with, with what I have. So with, with you being hands-on as you are, like, <clears throat> like what do you see from the kids as far as like the feedback? Like, you know what I'm saying? Are you able to tell like a, a, a real raw connection with them or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what do you, what do you, like, what do you see firsthand that, knows that they're appreciative and that, you know, that keeps you going, you know what I mean? Well, I think, you know, what I see is when I first started coming around, you know, it was always oh, a football player is, you know, some famous, whatever. Um, but as I, as I go there now, you know, I'm Corey, you know, and, and I think they see that, you know, I'm just like them. You know, I came from similar background as them. Um, and that if they, you know, do what I'm telling them to do, which is mostly just reading and, you know, listening to your teachers and trying your best, doing your best, um, that they can, you know, reach whatever goals that they set for themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, but I talk to them about being stuff that that's not athletics, you know, mm -hmm. setting a plan that you can achieve no matter what. Because with, with football, man, you can, you can break your leg and, and that's it for football, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I don't care how good you are. Mm -hmm. That's the reality of it. That's a fact. And I, I feel like, Kendall, me and you had this conversation a little bit the other day just about, you know what I'm saying, providing examples for kids that's, that's tangible and them, them being able to, to see somebody, um, somebody come around that's actually involved with them where they can actually – hear the stories from their mouth and and feel like they can shoot for for those different goals instead of um just seeing it on tv or seeing it on youtube um because it's one thing to actually have somebody in front of you you know saying somebody that comes from your background and and then it's an, another thing to have somebody on tv is just like oh, okay that's just another you know i'm saying just another sitcom that's just another story but when it's somebody that you can relate to somebody that you can like it's tangible you can actually like see them shake their hands stuff like that it, it means a lot more um and that's why i feel like um your community involvement is just so important because like kids just they 
they they want to be what they can actually see and and mm-hmm. yeah and role models are more than just um more than just role models they they end up becoming like the dream of somebody else you're, you're what you're doing is going to end up being some kid's dream and some kid's goal at some point and and i think I, that's that's commendable man I, I appreciate you for sure for that yeah i mean i i agree like i think my biggest thing is like you said like when people have an opportunity to, you know, actually touch and feel and have a, like a personal relationship, you know what I mean? When they meet people, because role models, you think a lot of times, like we was kids, role models was probably like somebody you thought you could see on TV, but you never thought you'd actually meet them for real. You know what I mean? So if you have that actual impact and, you know, a kid can actually say like, hey, I, I know Corey for real. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That means a lot. They'll be like, what? Play for who? You know what I mean? Like, so small things like that you know, only enhances the relationship and the growth and it puts you in the opportunity to say like, you know, I can be that, like right. I can be the next Corey Peters or, you know, I could be my own version of Corey Peters or whatever they desire to be. And obviously you and your foundation support that. So, I mean, going forward, like, I mean, how long have you been uh, doing that um, though? Um, you know, one thing I'm, I'm thankful for, I would say this about, you know, my mom, you know, she's been making me, go and volunteer and do this and do that, you know, long time ago, you know, in school, in high school. Um, and that's just kind of who she is, you know, and I appreciate her for that. And then um, when I got to the Falcons, you know, as a part of their um, rookie club, you know, they force you to go and volunteer at a hospital and go to a food bank and go plant some trees and go to schools and do all these different things so that you can see, um, what you like and what you don't like, you know? So mm-hmm. when you're choosing to give back, um, you know, one thing for me is I, I like going to the children's hospital, but it's too hard for me. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not a good, <laughs> you don't need to be in the children's hospital crying. You know what I mean? No, like I you can't be like that with those kids, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, but that's just, you know, the one thing that I learned, you know, and just so trying to tailor something that can be beneficial to the lives that we can touch, you know, that's it, you know, and just spending time and really, um, you know, getting to know people and finding out, well, you know, what do you need? Um, and, and figuring out how we can help them that way. Um, mm-hmm. but I think I get just as much out of it as, as they do, because the kids are so funny and, um, genuine and you, you can see so much potential in them and just spending time with them and, and watching them grow and learn and make some mistakes, but um, continue to get better. I, I think there's a, a reward in that. So, I mean, going forward, do you think, uh, are, you, are you trying to expand or are you just trying to just maintain more like the consistency of what you've been doing or do you want to like, you know, make it bigger? You know what I mean? I know you're still yeah. with, it's within the community. So, you know right. what I mean? Um, you know, obviously I, I would like to make it bigger, you know. I don't know what what shape that's going to take, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, you know, I'm willing to commit the time to it and, you know, kind of figuring that out, um, you know. But right now while I'm playing, you know, it is a limited amount of time that I do have to actually um, spend. So, you know, I think right now um, it's probably as big as it's going to be, you know, until yeah. I get more time. Right. Um, but I'm looking forward to that. and. Um, and then on another, on the other side with the foundation, you know, we do the football camps, um, and those are coming up, 
And so I'm excited about that. Um, that's probably my favorite, <laughs> my favorite thing. So yeah, we're trying to do four camps this year in uh, four different states. Where y'all got in mind? Uh, we're going to do here in Arizona, Kentucky, um, Georgia, and Pennsylvania. Okay. So um, I'm hopeful that we can, we can get that done. We've been doing them here in Arizona and in Kentucky um, for the last five, uh, four years here in Arizona and three years in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's getting bigger, and um, I'm really excited about that. That's what's up. That's what's up. What, um, so I guess to kind of go back to what we was talking about earlier, uh, I know you didn't, you played for shooting the last three years. You've been with what, three different coaches. Yeah. Um, how has that transition been um, mentally? Because um, I know, I mean, you know what I'm saying, you're going to go out there and play and do your thing regardless. Yeah. But um, mentally, how's that been on you? Um, um, I think if anything, it's, it's prevented me from being comfortable and forced me to um, – <laughs> stay on my toes and, and <laughs> yeah. adjust. Um, so I think it's made me a better person and a, a better player. Mm-hmm. Um, three different coaches that comes with three different personalities and, um, you know, trying to get along with everybody and mm-hmm. just like any work environment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there's always challenges there to that. Um, but I'm a pretty easygoing guy and uh, I try, I take a lot of pride in my work. So um, I don't have a problem with correction and um you know I'll take it like a pro so you know I haven't had many problems with with people it's been pretty smooth yeah. you know for the most part um but it's mm-hmm. it's going to be good to uh, kind of have some continuity um, this this next coming this year next one. absolutely and I feel like um everything you just talked about kind of shows um you had that C on your chest this year yeah that's a up. congratulations okay okay congratulations on that it's your first time being captain um, well, so this is my second year in a row. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay, 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 cool, cool. But that, that's, that's, that's the biggest thing. That's probably the thing I'm most proud of because I'm not the best player on the team. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It didn't got nothing to do with that. So, for me, it just – it's just respect. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I just try to give it to everybody in there because I understand that. Everybody got a job to do, and everybody got a hard job to do, and a very public job to do. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes when you don't play well, it ain't the easiest job to have. So um, I just try to give the respect, and um, I judge people on the effort. You know, so mm-hmm. if you if you working to get things fixed, and you have a bad time, you know, I'm not gonna give you a hard time for that. But right. if you ain't working, you know, regardless, then that's the problem. So going into that, I, I, we, I mean, we had an episode where we're going to release an episode on mental health. And mental health is something that obviously has been a, you know, a growing topic, growing subject. And obviously, like, your mental health is challenged probably every day, you know, um, being in that environment with the pressure, uh, you know, the, um, the public image and, and whatnot. Like, I mean, what do you say your public, your mental health is? And, like, what are some things that, you know, you do to make sure that you're always, you know, in a good place? Because you have to be in a good place to perform at the level that you want to and for your own sanity, you know? Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think a lot of people do deal with it. Um, I had real bad anxiety and I still get anxiety sometimes um, before games or, well, usually it's not before games. Usually it's like the night before games, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I just get real anxious. Sometimes I have a hard time sleeping. Um, but as I've gotten older, um, it's gotten less and less um, 
you know, I pretty much sleep like a baby now. Um, but when I was a younger player, um, especially my rookie year, um, I had a really hard time um, just with the adjustment, um, the expectation and feeling like I wasn't meeting them, um, you know, and, and just everything. You coming into a new job, you want to make a good impression. I don't care who you are, mm -hmm. you know. And um, for me, I ended up starting my my rookie year. So, you know, I'm, I'm in it. Um, so – how I play is, um, you know, we're going to talk about it on on Monday. So I used to get real nervous about what was coach going to say, what is everybody else going to say, um, how is it going to look, you know, and just get real anxious about it. But I think that's common, honestly, mm -hmm. if people want to admit it, you know. But um, now it's pretty much gone away for me. I just um, – like I go in the mirror and just, you know, talk myself up, like tell myself that, you know, I'm the man and I can do it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying like, I don't, you know I mean? I don't know. I don't think I've ever admitted that to anybody, but yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, I just. Everybody do it, man. Up. Everybody do it, man. I you mean, know? I do it if I got an interview, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, everybody do it in like their own capacity, but people, but we don't like to talk about it for whatever reason, but if right. we're being open and honest, like it's very common. You know what I mean? Like, you got to talk to yourself sometimes to get out of your own head. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, if that's what it's going to be to perform, that's just what it's got to be. And honestly, one thing that helps is a good week of practice for me. It does wonders for how I feel going into a game. Um, not that if I have a bad week, it means anything. It's just you want to be, you know. That extra confidence. Yeah, that extra like, little, like, yeah, I'm good. I done yeah, killed it all week. I've been snapping all week. I'm ready to go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel good. So, uh, I mean, that helps too. Yeah, that's a bit of a thing. Um, dang, I forgot what I was going to say. No, but uh, Gabe gave me a little tidbit, man. Said you were, uh, so he said that, that you know what gum I mean. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Okay, okay, okay. When, hey, so when you crossed at Kentucky? Uh, summer 2007. Yeah. Oh, seven? Okay. Yeah. Seven. Okay. Well, everybody okay. else that don't know, they these these boys both sigmas for sure. <laughs> I just found out, you know what I'm saying? I will grip you like, you know, we on FaceTime, so I can't do nothing right now. So, you know. Oh, what I mean? yeah, man. I, I will meet though, for sure. Yeah, we'll definitely meet. I crossed in uh spring 13. Okay. So, yeah, at Central uh -huh. Michigan. So, I'm like uh, six years behind you, but you know. Same bond, but it's always good. So, I mean, them them connections though. You 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 really never know. He just told me like, Gabe just told me probably like uh, a few minutes before we got on here, and I was like, oh shit, like, yeah, yeah I, I, him, I forgot y'all both signals, and then he was like, quit playing. I'm like, yeah, that's what's up, man. I don't meet yeah. too many people, man. I went to uh, I went to Conclave last year. Um, I hadn't been active for a while, um, and I went to a I went to a couple meetings in Atlanta but I just didn't mm -hmm. have time. And so when I came out here, um, I, I got back active and uh, yeah, I went to Conclave and that was that was pretty dope to meet a lot of girls from all the way, all across the states, all across the world, really. Well, that was in, uh, last year, was in Vegas last year? Vegas, Vegas, yes. Yeah. But yeah, a good yeah. time. Definitely had a good time. I mean, how, how can you not have a good time in Vegas? I don't know, man. Vegas is one of the, my favorite cities in the world, um, mm -hmm. but Two days, people. That's it. Two days. <laughs> uh, you Two days? Than that. <laughs> you forget where you at. Two days. You got to get on out of there. 
I mean, so you know, um, would you say like that you Greg that you gained any, anything? You know what I'm saying? Um, when you was you know, uh, in in the process to becoming the Sigma, you know what I'm saying? Like, did you gain anything from there that like contributed to, you know, how you view things now, or not not so much? Um, you know, honestly, man, you know, there's a lot of similarities between, you know, the process of joining a certain fraternity and football. You know. Mm-hmm. It's a similar thing, I, you know, some people would say, like, football is a fraternity, you know, and I can see a lot of parallels there. Um, so it's, you know, it's hard to say, you know, there's a lot of crossover as far as, you know, lessons that I've learned from both processes, you know. Um, but I'm very thankful for that, uh, for the men that um, were in my chapter, mutated chapter at University of Kentucky. Um, when I was in college, you know, some of those guys are, are still very close to me. Um, and, you know, I appreciate that. Um, and, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a legacy. My dad's a Sigma, my brother's a Sigma. So, um, to have that bond with them as well, um, and I love it. Um, so go mob. Go mob, man. We gonna, we gonna, uh, give it back to Gabe on, on that note. Go mob to the good bro. We can get you grad chapter, Gabe. <laughs> it's not. We're going to talk about it after this, man. <laughs> it's never too late, man. It's a lifetime thing, bro. You know, we'll get you a pamphlet, though. Don't worry about it. Appreciate that. I appreciate that. Nah, but, man, that's pretty much it, man. I, I We appreciate having you on here, CP, man. Appreciate the convo. Appreciate your openness, your honesty, man. This is this going to be a good episode to get out there to the people, man. I feel like. Wait, we need to know who you got for the Super Bowl since you're not playing. Like, I know you can give it. I know who you, you can give it to us, bro. Both the teams I picked already lost. Bro, I said, bro, every week <laughs> I pick two teams, they be gone. I'm going to say, uh, man, I like how I like how the Titans running the ball. I'm going to say the Titans and the, um, mm. the Niners, man, the two running teams. I, I think that's it. They going to control and the then, clock. Um, you know, honestly – being in the division with San Fran, I hate. I think they might. I, they, think they, they might do it. <laughs> Can't even say it. They looking hey, real man. strong, you know. That that D line nasty. Yeah, they, that uh, D line. They that D line guys are playing well too. And they playing on short fields on offense, man. They they defense is 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 cooking right. They special teams clicking, and then the offense got the easy job. They they playing on the other side of the 50 every time they get the ball almost. You know what? Well, I mean, we, we, we've been doubting the Titans. We, we've been doubting the Titans since they got in the playoffs. Like, so maybe they get their bail. You know what I mean? Maybe it's a, a Cinderella run this year. Well, you know I mean? the reality is, if you can run the ball and play defense, that's – I mean, that's all the Ravens was doing. You know? As far as the cap, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And, and when the Patriots was winning – that's what they do too. Yep. They got Tom Brady on third down, but they really slide them little runs in there and and look at the rushing yards at the end of the game. Yep. You know That's what I'm fact. saying? That's right. That's right. But I don't know. You know, in San Fran, they've been running the ball all year. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Get you a good tight end, stretch the field, and them boys on their way. Them boys on their way for sure. But but like Gabe said, man, thanks for coming on. You know what I'm saying? We appreciate the convo. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people, you know what I'm saying, don't have the opportunity, you know what I'm saying, to hear some good feedback, you know what I'm saying, from from a professional athlete. So we definitely appreciate the perspective, you know what I'm saying, that you're able to give out, 
and we definitely appreciate your time. You know what I'm saying? The off season, because I know you 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 start back training yet? No. <laughs> you say I need time. No. Think about <laughs> no, absolutely not. When you start back? Uh, I'll probably give it another two weeks. I feel like. See, that ain't even long at all, man. That's like that's barely February. Yeah, I'm trying not to go crazy with the food and stuff. I'm just chilling on that. Well, you you got any more trips planned? Uh, we're going to Hawaii in February, going to Super Bowl um, okay. and all of that. So, oh, matter of fact, um, you coming down for Super Bowl? We pitching um our business uh to a panel of investors um on Friday, Friday night, the thirty first. So you guys oh, can check us out. Okay, check us out. Well, shit, man, I ain't gonna hold y'all up too much longer, man. Like, hey, um, CP, any any last words you want to say? You know what I'm saying? Talk about uh, any more information about your foundation or anything that people should know about how how to follow you. You know, just continue, just continue to support everything that you got going on. Um, you can follow me on on Instagram, Corey Peters ninety eight. Um, on Twitter, I think it's Corey Peters ninety one. Um, and that's it, man. You reach out to me. Uh, let me know what you think. Um. Uh, I'm always looking for support in the form of volunteers, people that's willing to come and spend their time at the school um, or volunteer at one of the camps. Um, just let me know, man. Thank you. All right, man. Love, bro. Thanks for coming out. Appreciate y'all. I'll see y'all later. We got better today. I'll let y'all later. Have to grow.